No sure. turning back out. Here we go. Nope. Hi, everybody. It's the Drive to School podcast. This is summer school, uh, so the behavior is uh, getting worse. Um, but I'm still Pastor Goodman. I'm the content executive of Higher Things, and uh, I get to hang out with Paige again today. Paige, how's it going? Um, pretty good. How's it going with you? It's summertime. Uh, we're gearing up for conferences. I'm every which way at once, and I'm so tired, but I'm caffeinated so we're gonna do this thing um it's uh it's, it's actually i guess right in line with the topic that we were going to talk about today um imperfect people uh because my life is a mess and i'm the one making the mess so um can anything good come out of this i mean yeah i'm kind of the same way it's been kind of messy over here too but hey we're working through it Right. And this is one of those places where um, I, I think we generally, at least I, I struggle. Um, my anxiety gets up when I look at all the places that I failed and, and then recognize that I can't do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which seems like it goes against one of those Bible passages that a lot of people hang up on their wall or highlight in the book because it sounds awful inspiring. But I have tried to simply um, not screw up so many things. So it, it how do we deal with this, that, that, that God would want to have anything to do with us that anything good could come from us as as sinners and that we're supposed to conquer all of these things where do we start well i would start by saying like we got to remind ourselves that the only perfect being was jesus like we we get so hung up on oh i forgot to pray today oh i didn't do this oh i didn't do that oh i should have done this And then we just kind of let that anxiety mount. And when we do that, we're not helping ourselves and we're not really helping others. So we just got to remind ourselves, like, I know I struggle with this. I'm a perfectionist beyond perfectionism. And um, I, I have to remind myself to take a deep breath and be like, okay, but Jesus. So, yeah. And actually starting with, but Jesus, that that's helpful. Um, and not in the way that we would sort of want to go to, uh, because I immediately go to, well, Jesus is perfect and that's great for him, but I'm still not. Um, but when we actually say, but Jesus, we remember that, that God almighty became man, that, that God actually puts himself in, in a lower place than able to do all the things. In fact, like sort of the, the point of, uh, the, the whole story is that God died for our sins, that, that Christ came to nothing, that he was overwhelmed to the point where he gave up his spirit. Um, it, it's, it's not simply a, a question of power, uh, but it's a question of mercy. I, and here we get to actually start to deal with the fact that there's just a whole bunch of sinners. So you said, but Jesus, I know he can do all these things, but more, what does he want for us? Not just from us, but what does he want for us? Ooh, um, yeah. yeah, wow. So, um, I mean, obviously he wants the best for us. Like he didn't come to save us just to go, all right, now you're on your own. Like then peace out. We're not, not dealing with these humans anymore. don't know what to do with them, but um, he came so that he is here for us always. And when we feel the, oh, I'm not perfect. Oh, I'm not doing this. Oh, I'm not doing that. But Jesus already did. And that's kind of the thought process that, process that I know kind of helps me through because I get so stuck in the Jesus did that that's all right but I I'm not able to do that and where is that little disconnect that I feel like a lot of people struggle with between okay this is what Jesus did but I'm holding myself to this standard why are we holding ourselves to a higher standard than what Jesus has already given us 
right? Even the, the, the same standard, like, let's be really honest here. Um, I am not Jesus Christ, God Almighty, and neither are you. Um, the, the reason that we put ourselves at that standard, it's a, it's a small little word, well, a small little commandment. It's idolatry. It's the first commandment. We wish to be like God, mostly so we don't need him anymore. Um, it, it, I think in part idolatry that just makes us want to actually be able to be God. So um, the other problem with it, though, is that I, I can understand how Jesus might calm a storm, but I don't know how to deal with my own drama. Um, it, it's, it's this idea uh, that Jesus did do all things perfectly, but I am struggling with it. This sort of gets caught up in, so where can I find God helping now? And our conference might actually help with that. We're getting ready to do uh, HT conferences this summer, and the theme is for you. And it's it's a really, really important thing because there's a difference between a gospel and a gospel for you, just like there's a difference between a cookie and a cookie for you. Um, if you can't actually have it, it doesn't help you. But then you start to realize the ways that he does it. And there's a little bit of more hope for us imperfect people. So I want to go to communion. Um, and I don't know, Paige, at, at your church, what they do for communion. Uh, but at my church, I think we just buy the cheapest wine we can get in bulk. Um, <laughs> it, 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 tastes, it tastes real bad. Um, and we, we have, they call it bread. Um, but it's, it's I, I mean, it, that's kind of a stretch. It's like some flour people dried in the sun. Uh, and <laughs> my pastor, he, he grabs it and he says, Jesus' words, take, eat, this is my body, take, drink, this is my blood. And it is. Like God actually manages to deliver the forgiveness of sins in his very body and blood through discount store wine and awful tasting cracker bread. Um, and if God can bring the forgiveness of sins through that, it shows the kind of means that he is capable of working with, right? Yeah, oh, definitely. Keep going. Because like... We, we actually had this um, conversation in my Doctrine 2 class, because I'm a theology major, and um, shout out to my professor. <laughs> like, we were talking about how you can't just use grape juice and Oreos. Like, you have to really know, like, this is the true body, this is the true blood. Like you said, for you, those are the operative working Christ-breathed words right there. And um, to take it and try and make it something else just kind of goes against what Christ has commanded and what it really does mean for us. Right. And, and the reason I want Oreos is because they taste better than bread. Uh, and the reason I want grape juice is because you don't have to worry about, well, what will I do sinfully with wine? Um, but in reality, God takes hold of something that we would say is not enough and gets everything done that he needs to. And that actually might be a really good thing to apply uh, to myself when I look in the mirror and I see all the reasons that I'm not enough. Um, I, I know that I was preached to the faith by a sinner who happened to be my pastor. I was raised um, to, to be the adult sort of functioning that I am by my parents who I know are sinners. Um, and, and as I get to, to raise my own kids, I'm terrified of all the things I'm messing up because I'm a sinner. But in all of it, the wheels have not fallen off this bus entirely because, well, God only uses imperfect things. Otherwise, what would he have to work with? Right, yeah, if you only used perfect things, like ev literally every single thing would have to go through his son, which it does. But like in the sense that we're talking about, you like, got it, though. yeah, what, what if but. God grabbed hold of this thing and decided I'm going to make it work? 
Like that, that's actually a, a wonderful thing. You actually see it in the Old Testament a lot too. You were kind of talking to me about this before we started recording. And you pointed out that a lot of our Sunday school stories are not entirely honest with the characters, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Like, okay. So everybody knows the story of Noah. Like, and Big boat. everybody's happy. No problems during or after, right? None whatsoever, except for that Noah had a drinking problem. So there's that. And God still used him. Like Abraham, he needed children. He was too old. God still used him. Well, and let's just not just say too old, um, but like Abraham, I don't have a nice way of saying this. He, he prostituted his wife. He pimped his wife out. That's, That's not true. That's a sin. Um, and yeah. God not only forgives Abraham, for Abraham believed in it was counted to him as righteousness, as the Bible says, but um, that, that Abraham was actually used by God to, to bring about good things. And then we get to, to sort of grab hold of this, this really nuanced thing that most people hate because it's nuanced and that's not tweetable, um, but that it's not okay to sin, but God can still accomplish good even through evil people. It was not okay that Abraham sinned in this way. There's no excuses. Mm -hmm. There's no justification. There's only Christ who is Abraham's justification. Christ bled for him. And then we get to say, God worked good here, even though it's not enough. And then we can take those things to our own lives and say, these are the places where I genuinely do want to struggle to, to improve, struggle to serve my neighbor. But also, if God were going to withhold his providence, withhold his mercy uh, from everyone who hasn't quite gotten there, nobody gets help. Yeah, and that's just depressing. <laughs> it, it's not only depressing, it's just not true. Um, it's It's... Not only, it's, it's, it's a very dangerous lie of the evil one to sort of say, if you do this, you will get that. Um, and, and if is one of the favorite words of imperfect people. Um, imperfect people love this word if because the devil teaches it to us. It, it's the very first word that the devil tempts Jesus with over and over and over again in the wilderness. And it's the very same thing that he'll dangle in front of us. And we'll either use it sort of a, as an as improvement scheme. So like, uh, I will stop having problems if I you know, study harder, if I train more, if I stop sinning so much. Um, and it's, it's a wonderful word if it were true, but it's full of doubt. And the other one we use it is, is to, to blame each other. And so like my day would have gone a lot better if you wouldn't have ruined it. Um, if is this, this awful word that just sort of dangles in front of us, the fact that we are not God, um, but we don't need to be. Yeah, that's, that's not our job. <laughs> we were, we were not called to be perfect. Jesus right. was I like, mean, we're called to be perfect, but called to be perfect in Jesus, not apart yeah, from Jesus. Exactly. And yeah. So when, when we recognize that, you know, can God work through imperfect people? It's, it's maddening when you're expected to actually receive good gifts from them. Um, so like, it's maddening to say, honor your father and mother when you realize that your father and mother are sinners and, and are wrong sometimes. Can God still work for them or, or work for them, but also through them? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you see, like, of course, with Jesus and his own parents, like, he was born of the Virgin Mary, like, she wasn't a perfect person, and he still honored his father and mother, like, that's the example that everyone, and then the only problem I see with that example, though, that I'm, now that I'm saying it, is it's like, oh, be like Jesus, be a perfect kid, and then well, that kind of sets that expectation, but so let, let's, let's grab hold of a sinner then, um, because I, I mean, I can't say that. Be like Jesus, be a perfect kid, but also be like Jesus in that you are baptized into Jesus. And so where you're not a perfect kid, you're a forgiven one. Um, that the yeah. standards go, don't go away just 
because you don't reach them, but also if you are forgiven, you don't need them to. You are, you are a perfect kid because you are a baptized kid. That, that means no sin left, none. Um, that, that means it's all put on Jesus until you are perfect. You have never, ever, ever disobeyed your parents or even thought ill of them in Christ your Lord. It's a wonderful miracle, this forgiveness bit. We should lean into it. Um, but, but more, it's a recognition that when God sort of needs something to happen, he's going to sort of tug on the strings. There's this high priest named Caiaphas that's going to deal with Jesus later while Jesus is out there being perfect. Caiaphas is just sort of scheming and plotting to try a, to, 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 to pull a sneaky um, on everybody. So he has this, this nighttime trial. He, he wants to keep his power. And so he says, it is better that one man should die for the sake of the people. And all the Christians are like, yeah, actually, that, that sounds pretty good. Um, <laughs> he preached the perfect sermon while he tried to do an awful thing because God needed the perfect sermon preached. Mm-hmm. It didn't make Caiaphas's plans or intentions holy, but it God still worked through his words. Um, every once in a while, God will reach into creation and accomplish the things that he needs to, even where nothing good should come, good comes. Yeah, and that's such a comforting thing, too. Right. And and so when we want to look for comfort, then the place to start is not where we are not enough, but where Christ is promised to be. And so when you're feeling like you don't have enough to do something, it's not just really believe in Jesus and then you'll just miraculously come in first. You'll you'll get all of your hopes and dreams. It's not that sometimes you're still going to be a complete failure who has faith in Jesus. But the, the comfort isn't in the success. The comfort is in Jesus. If the comfort is only in the success, the only real comfort that you have is not needing Jesus. And that's not Christianity. I don't know what it is. Actually, I do. It's idolatry. Um, but if the comfort is in Jesus, then I get to say, where was Jesus working his greatest miracle? And that was when he was the least. That was when he was the last. That was when he was downtrodden and crucified. So if I feel just a little bit close to that, I can know that he bore that for me. And there he called me holy. And there he called me enough. And he'll get done what he needs to. Like he's God almighty. He also rose from the dead. And so if I got in a real tug of war with Jesus over who is going to get their way, I think he's going to win. Yep. I wouldn't want it any other way. (laughs) So can God work through imperfect people? Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, that's all he's got. So Mm -hmm. he does. That's That's a good place to leave it. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's good. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, hanging out with me and uh, we'll catch you next time in the drive school. All right. See you then.